0: All right, welcome back to the Soul Expansion Podcast. I am so excited to welcome one of my clients, Julie Blanc. She is a French intuitive eating coach who I have worked with for about 3 to 4 months, and she has an amazing story about how she started her business and how she, you know, realized that Things weren't working with just the strategies. And so I wanted to bring her on. So, for those of you who are working with a lot of the strategy and now maybe listening to the show, you're starting to get interested in more of the energetics and the mindset, you know, Julie can share her own journey and add some inspiration for you. So, welcome, Julie. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me on the podcast. <laughs> We're so happy to have you here and I'm so happy to have you here. (laughs) It's been so much fun working with you and watching you grow and I want you to just like start at the beginning. Like how did your whole business journey start?
1: Sure. So I started, I worked in hospitality for eight years and I got to the point where I was just so tired of it in every literal sense. I was exhausted, so I decided to start a business to help nut workers to take care of their health, and and it started with food, because I've always thought that food is really important to life, so that started there, and it kind of evolved throughout the last two and a half years to intuitive eating.
0: Nice. And when you first started your business, did you have a plan or did you kind of go into it with an open mind? Did you hire a mentor right away? What did that look like?
1: I had absolutely no plan. I don't think I, I knew what I was doing. I was just like, okay, I'm done with hospitality. I wanted some freedom. I actually started doing like a yoga teacher training because I thought that would be the solution. So I had no plan for like a year it took me a while before I understood that I needed someone to help me to build my business, but also just work on myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And did it, do you feel like it took you a while to kind of figure out what exactly you wanted to do as well for like your business?
1: Yeah, definitely. If I like probably the last two years were just like an ongoing process of like refining and finding what i wanted to do and even today i feel it's always evolving like it's the shifts are smaller but it always shifts a little bit because you grow as well so much that i feel like he but maybe that's only me i need to always reassess where my business is going and what kind of thing i want to work with so it definitely is like an ongoing process
0: I definitely don't think it's only you. I mean, if you look back at my business journey, it was much the same. If you are just tuning into the show and if you haven't heard my full story, I actually started out in, you know, health and fitness influencer land. And then that didn't really work out. So then I was like, okay, well I've gotten really good at Instagram. Maybe I'll be an Instagram coach. And then that was okay. But then I wanted to evolve and expand. And then I became a business coach and then I crashed and burned in my own business. And that's when I turned to spirituality and mindset, And that's you know the current pivot that I'm in right now, but I I feel like it's it's so true with business. We get into it with one idea, and then we kind of like stumble upon our true path. And I guess I'm wondering at any point where were you like nervous to change directions or to pivot your business, or was it all very natural?
1: No, it was it was when I did the biggest pivot was when I went from like night shift workers and I had like built. A solid business I had invested in like a YouTube coach to make videos and all of this but it wasn't working out for me I could feel it it wasn't what I wanted to do so the pivot there was really it took me probably about two to three months to do it to actually get to it and understand where I wanted to go because I was so like scared and also like the idea of like how much time how much money you ever had already invested all of this was just like very scary but once i did it it was just like a big flood of relief i was like oh yes <laughs> feeling so much better i
0: love that yeah i i've experienced that as well where like i knew i needed to change directions but i kind of like put it off so to speak i procrastinated it for a while because especially you you mentioned you already had an established business you had already invested a lot in your night shift worker business so to And for me, it was much the same to change directions after you have an established business can be really scary because it's like, you remember what it took to get there. And like, that was a lot of work. It took a lot of time. But I guess my advice for the listener is that, you know, when you are changing directions, it's not like you're starting from zero because you have Mm -hmm. all the knowledge that you have built up with your other business or with your other niche or industry, and you can apply that knowledge to the new direction. And so you'll be able to scale that much faster and get started that much faster. But talk about this sensation of relief. So when you shifted into intuitive eating and you were like, okay, this is what I want to do. You know, when you, when you compare how you felt before with how you felt after, what was the change like on an energetic level that you noticed?
1: So before, it was just about forcing things. It was just like, oh my, like everything was an effort. I had like, even if I had to make some content, it was really hard. I I never knew what to talk about. I always felt something was wrong, was off. It was, it's just like, you can't really put it into words, but you've got this feeling that something is deeply wrong, but you don't know what it is. But when I shifted, it was just so easy, like everything uh, came to me really easily. All the content, all the pillars, all the message I wanted to get through to my audience, and in a way, yeah, it was just like really like this like I have to do things, and I have to force myself to do these things against like. I mean, you still have the days where you don't feel that motivated, but they're just these days. They're not like every day, every hour, every things that you want to do that just like, um, hard, it comes just much more, um, easily.
0: Totally. I love that. I love that contrast of like the force and then more of like the flow or the, the energy sucking versus the energy giving business. (laughs) And I feel like that's, such a big shift that if you're listening to this show and you're like on the the precipice of a pivot or you're going to change directions or change your niche or change your offers around, you know... That's where it really helps to tap into your intuition and to tap into, you know, if you study things like human design, which I'm by no means an expert in, but if you study some of these things that teach you how to like listen to your body and listen to your energy and listen to your intuition, that can kind of give you that kick in the ass to help you make that shift. And then you get to go to that place of more flow and more more of like an energy giving business. So I'm so glad that you like made that shift and you got to get to the other side of it because a lot of people are are too nervous to. And so what was yeah. your, your experience when you think about like your whole business journey? And then I, I know when we worked together, you started making 4k months and you started making more income in your business. So tell me a bit more about some of the obstacles early on in your business when it came to making income, signing clients and all of that stuff.
1: Well, that's a big one. If you don't mind <laughs> sharing. <to> <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, I think it's one of the biggest struggles when you start a business. I mean, I didn't have I think to start with, I just didn't have any money mindset whatsoever. It took mm-hmm. me a very long time to understand that everything will have to come from me when you when it comes to money. So it was really hard for me to change this like I was always this like employee kind of state of mind. I was like, okay, it's the end of the month, i am going to have money. I didn't even think about like, you know, the things like, oh, I'll have to give a price. I have to to talk to people to actually buy things off me. I mean, it was just like I don't know, it was like it was the money was out of the equation when it's actually in the middle. So when I started, it was really Uh, It took me, I think, honestly, it took me about a year and a half to get to the point where I was like, I need to work on some money blocks because Mm. I didn't realize before that, that it was holding me back from making money.
0: Yeah, and so what was that year and a half? So you you mentioned operating kind of like in the employee mindset, getting to the end of the month and and expecting the money to be there. So what were like some of the the behaviors or the actions or even the limiting beliefs that you remember
1: from that time? I think the first one was like undercharging. Like back then, mm-hmm. when I was doing like yoga, te- like yoga um, classes. I was doing like so many private classes it was like really high quality and still I charged like 10 euro an hour which is like wow <laughs> so so cheap yeah I know and it's, like undercharging yeah. over delivering as well like I knew all my students I knew all have wanted to do with them you know so I think that was the first one and also because like I wasn't charging enough I didn't make the money that I wanted to. So I, I got really angry at money in a way. I was like, okay, why, why some people are online and making so much money? And I'm tr- trying to do the same, but I don't get that money. Even when I shifted into coaching with night workers. I mean, when I first started coaching, I charged hun- 150 euro per month. So. Whoa, oh my <laughs> I gosh, I didn't know like- that. <laughs> I didn't oh even tell you. <laughs> <laughs> You've come a
0: long way. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so when we're, when we're undercharging, like you, you mentioned, you were angry with money and I can definitely relate to that from earlier times in my business, but it's like what people don't understand when we undercharge, cause there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of money mindset stuff that goes with under, undercharging. One of the ones that's really common is, well, I don't know if anyone's going to really pay me that. Or I don't know if people can really afford that. And the problem is people can afford that. And if you're, you're undercharging yourself, then you're going to have, you're going to show up with like lower quality energy for those clients. Cause you're going to be, you know, angry that you're not getting paid what you want, even if it's unconscious. And you're going to have lower quality clients that are not as committed and not saying like that they're like bad people or anything. But like if you're paying $10 or $150 for coaching, you're not going to be as invested as someone who's willing to pay $1,000 per month for coaching or $2,000. And so that's something that's so important to realize is it's actually a disservice to both you and your client. If you're undercharging, because you're not going to be the best coach you can be, if you're not getting paid what you want to be paid, and they're not going to be as committed to their growth
1: and expansion. So, charge your worth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. It was just like, and for me, I got really like, even mad at my clients, you know, like, because I was like, why am I doing that for this amount of money? It's just not that much. So, it was not a good place to be, definitely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So undercharging was one. Was there anything else that kind of was coming up before you started doing money mindset work?
1: Ah, oh, limiting belief. <laughs> yeah. Like what? I think the biggest one is always like, are people going to pay that? Am I worthy that amount of money? I don't know. I can't remember all of them now, but... Um... I think the biggest one is, like, it's too expensive. People are not, are not going to buy. You know, they don't have the money mm-hmm. to pay that amount for. Because especially when I started with night shift workers, they don't make tons of money. So I kind of assumed that they didn't have the money to pay that. But you never know because you never know, like, the person's life and then I have savings or, you know, access to money on any other way. But you don't think about that. You just think about the income and you're like, oh, they don't have the means, they don't have they can't afford that. So I was just undercharging for this reason as well.
0: Yeah, it's so true. And I mean, obviously, like everyone's situation is different. And I like to be conscious of everyone's money trauma and their different situations. And one of the things that's been helpful for me is even just like mentally, I distinguish between having the investments that's like cash in the checking account, ready to pay for it. (laughs) having access to the investment. And for me, that means having savings, having family income that you can use, being able to access a loan or even like a zero interest credit card, having some sort of like financing option available to you. I call that having access to the investment because you can Mm -hmm. get access to it. Right. And then not having access to the investment. And so we're not selling to the people who do not have access to the investment. And if we are, we're offering if, if you feel called to, I'm eventually going to be offering sliding scale spots and that sort of thing for that, you know, population. But for people who have access to the investment and people who have the investment, yeah, there's so many sources that we don't think about as as coaches who are selling our services that they can, they can receive the money they need to do something if it's important enough to them. And, you know, I've had clients where they In the beginning, they gave me a lot of money objections, but then it turns out they had like stacks and stacks and stacks of money in their savings account. So it's like, you know, obviously know who you're speaking to and understand that everyone's money situation could be different, but also know that there, even if you have the money, there's still so much fear that comes with investing. And, you know, part of our jobs when we're selling is to help people understand, okay, is this fear from a place of like, I will not survive if I invest in this, like a safety, Mm -hmm. a fear for your safety, or is this a fear of up-leveling? And a lot of the times it's more that fear of up-leveling or that fear of change. Cause when they, when they commit that much money, they know they're actually going to have to do the work. And that's part of the magic, right? It's so interesting.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I see with my clients as well, because uh, most of the time, my clients they come from like a very deep like diet background. They've been dieting for ages, and all of a sudden, I'm just like offering a solution that's completely different. And they're like, "Ooh, I don't know. I want to change, but I'm not too sure." And and I definitely agree on the fact that we need to help them see that it's good for them. This is the right decision. But know I'm just from this limiting belief, I am now to the place where I'm like. Everyone is free to make its own choice. I'm not forcing everyone. I'm just trying to help them make the best choice for themselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's all we can do, right? Like we can, you know, do our best to support people through their fears. But at the end of the day, they have free will. We have free will. So, yeah. If you are a coach or a healer that is tired of chasing after leads, tired of worrying about where your money's going to come from each month, and tired of using sleazy sales tactics that make you feel icky and make your audience feel icky, I have just the thing for you. So after working with over 100 coaches and healers, and also after observing what happened in my own business scaling journey, I realized that there is a massive upper limit to complicated strategies. And what I found was you don't really need complicated strategies to be able to market and sell your programs. At the end of the day, all you need are basic marketing and sales skills. And then it comes down to your energy and your mindset and divine feminine sales has you covered on all three. And honestly, the biggest thing I've learned about sales is when you are able to tap into this divine feminine energy that we all have inside of ourselves, regardless of how you identify or what your biological gender is. When we're able to tap into our divine feminine energy, you become a truly magnetic force for your soulmate clients. They can't help but be magnetized to you and to want to be in your energy and to join your programs. It's like being the host of the hottest party of the season that everyone wants an invitation to, except that party is your program, right? And how cool would it be to be in this place where you can just magnetically attract people and have those I wanna work with you DMs every single day. All of this is possible for you when you join Divine Feminine Sales, and I have a special offer for you. If you'd like to try Module One of Divine Feminine Sales, you can do so for only $55. That's right, you can try Module One for only $55 at trydivine.com. And if you decide that you totally love module 1 and you want to upgrade to the full program where you get live calls with me as well as Facebook group support, you can apply that same $55 to your full enrollment. How cool is that? So, give us a try at trydivine.com. You will love module 1. I take you through my offer creation framework and you get to keep forever access to that. So that in and of itself is way, way, way worth the $55. Let's be real. <laughs> Go to trydivide.com and let me know on Instagram if you sign up. I would love to celebrate you. All right. Now back to the show. So I, I know that you know a lot of the struggles you had before you started doing money mindset work that's so common in our industry. I see it time and time again with a lot of my clients and students. And so when did things start to shift? What was like the big thing that like, or, or the many, many things, because I know for me, it's like many, many things that I use to support <laughs> myself or to get support. So when did things really start to shift for you in terms of the money mindset?
1: I think it all started with a a program that I did with Gina DeVee which was called like gateway to you business dream or something like that. And she was the first one who really had like money mindset modules. And it kind of like, it hit me. I was like, this is like, this is why I've been struggling so much with this. Because, you know, I was in this place where you try, you try, you try, you put so much energy, but you don't get much money. But like the return on investment is not really good and you get really frustrated. So um, I was like, okay, I need to do something. And, you know, I guess the universe sent me this email and I got this email. I was like, oh my God, this is me. Like, I need to work on that. So it started with her. And then from there, it took me to a place of like, working more on like spirituality on really like deep, you know, blocks or trauma that I could have with you around money. So it was like also like an ongoing process probably started last August so less than a year ago so it took me like it took me a while to get there
0: Yeah yeah and there's there's so many layers to the work so it's kind of like what I always think with money mindset work is like there is no destination it's like ongoing like it's an ongoing practice and as you started to peel back those layers was there anything that surprised you as you started to you know, expand your money mindset and your wealth consciousness?
1: I think this the the biggest uh, realization for me is we are creating our own limits, but really, literally, like we are, uh, we believe or we let to believe that the amount of money that we can have is finite, that it's like, you know, when you work again, it's like this employee mindset, you know, like you can have this, the best salary you can have is that much and you won't go any further. And I didn't really realize that I had the power to kind of make as much money as I wanted to. I'm not saying that now, it's just like this, but I, I shifted to this place where I don't know, it's just um it's not a struggle anymore. It's just like this thing that comes around and it's it's easier. So I don't know if that was really clear. <laughs> no,
0: I love that. And like what a what a big shift to have money not be a struggle anymore. And to so do you feel like you're more like detached from it and like you're more open and maybe more like like less of like an emotional attachment to money or is that still a work in progress
1: it is definitely a work in progress I'm just getting to this point where I'm just I realize like the more I get obsessed with money the less I will get so I'm Mm -hmm. just trying to get like being in this place of like being open being open to receive but not being like You know, like when you just want it so badly that you think about it every time and you're just like desperate and you're just like, I need it, I need it, which is not like a very good energy and vibration to be in, really.
0: Totally, like that grippiness of like, which you see this, not only with like wanting to attract money into your business, sometimes we can get grippy around like our leads and we can follow up 10 times. Cause we're like, I want the money. <laughs> Even if like our heart is not saying, or our soul is not saying to follow up. Sometimes our mind wants to, but the grippiness can also show up with like how we're spending money. You know, if, if we're like being very like, kind of like choking our money and saying, Oh, I I can't afford that. Or, you know, I can only spend this amount and I can't get that thing that I really want or grippiness also with like investing in ourselves. I remember (laughs) this, this is kind of funny to admit, but, you know, as I started launching a new program in my business, I, I had taken kind of a, a, break from mentorship. And I was working on my NLP certifications for about five months. And I was writing my little journal prompts that I do from Divine Feminine Sales, one of my other programs. And I was writing out, okay, how am I going to be an energetic match for the women that I want to call into this program? And the first, like when when I got to the question where it's like, okay, what are you not doing that is preventing you from being an energetic match. And the first thing I wrote down was I haven't invested in a mentor, even though I know I need one right now. <laughs> and then like literally <laughs> like a couple days later, I hired my mentor and got back into integrity with that. But it's like, there's so many, like, you have to look at like all the different places that that's another big thing with money mindset is you have to look okay where am I behaving with money in this situation where am Mm. I behaving with money in this situation what am I doing over here with my money and if you have to look at the whole picture holistically to really see like where the leaks the blocks or the the challenges are and then you can start to work with all
1: of it to get back into that infinite flow for me it was just the spending was just really hard like we, we've talked about it but you know like being in this slack mentality about around spending I didn't realize that like I didn't realize as you just said that money is just everywhere and and so it's hard sometimes because you like I was working on like receiving but I didn't realize I wasn't working about uh, on like spending and releasing the money you know so it's hard sometimes mm-hmm. to have all this like places to look. And that's why I think it's really an ongoing process with so many layers as well.
0: And as you scale your business too, and as you get more money too, it's like, oh, all your little parts get activated. I know for me, like I just had a $30,000 May and that's the highest cash amount I've ever made in my business. And all my little parts were like, oh, we're freaking out now. (laughs) Cause it's like, for me, at least my achiever wants to come online. That's one of my survival patterns. She wants to go achieve things, go like do everything. So I have to like reel her back in and say, no, we're good. We're okay. (laughs) And then my, sometimes I'll get like physical manifestations too. Like if I make more money, then I'll have like a period of anxiety or insomnia or Mm. something. I have to like, learn how to hold myself in that. And it's so interesting. We think of money as just like this, this like numerical, logical black and white thing, but like the way our bodies react and our energetic system reacts to getting more money or having less money really affects the outcome of where our next money is going to come Mm. from. And I don't know if you've noticed that that in your own system, like after you had that 4k month or after you, you know, started working toward a higher income month, did anything, if you, you're what well open to sharing it, did anything get activated within
1: you? Yeah, I think for me, I'm still in this like kind of feast and famine cycle. So yeah, I got this like a very good month and it was just really good. Like the feeling was really nice. It was just this good feeling of like being safe and, you know, at a good place, but also that like I didn't even have time to think about it that all the old patterns were back in so Mm. like May was just like a a rocky month because all the old patterns kicked in back in and 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 I'm now working on like you know being more aware of this like cycle when I look back throughout the two and a half years I could see it like even if the amounts are just less but I, I, I can't see they just up and down and up and down. It's like up, oh, all good. And then, oh, my God, I'm scared. Huge. Down. Yeah. <laughs> and then up and down again. <laughs> that's so, you know, that's so
0: true what you're describing. And, like, the the awareness is is the game changer here, right? So, like, mm-hmm. you've developed so much more awareness, even since I've been working with you, that now you'll be able to to know, just like I know, like my system got activated today because of how much money I made this month in May. And like, I know part of the reason why that's happening is because it's a new level, right? So now you can go into these patterns and say, okay, I see you. I'm here for you. What do you need? right? Because there's often, like, often when our system gets activated, it's an unfulfilled need. So you can come back home to yourself and say, okay, what do I need? I need safety. Okay. Feel how safe this chair is. Feel how safe these walls are. Feel how safe I feel with my puppy in my lap. Or what do I need? Love. Okay. I'm going to give some love to myself. What do I need? Rest. Okay. I'm going to give myself permission to rest. And so- that's something that you can take away now, now that you have the awareness of the pattern and like you can see the pattern and say, okay, what do I need to get out of this pattern? And then the other thing with that, you mentioned how you, you notice the same patterns looking all the way back, but with smaller amounts. And so money becomes the amplifier of our patterns, right? So if we have more money than whatever patterns we had with less money if we haven't done the work to process them, heal them, to hold mm-hmm. them, to have the awareness of them, they're going to keep showing up and keep showing up in bigger and bigger situations. And I don't mm-hmm. know if you if you notice that as you've scaled your income, that it seems like the pattern is more obvious now because you have more money.
1: I think it was for last month because it was my highest income since that started and I think it was really unconscious of me like I went from the highest to the lowest (laughs) almost yeah um so I think I think I see it now and I think for me what I need is the trust like the certainty that it's going to keep going and it's going to keep coming it's something that I've been working on as well it's just like this really the trust that it's. I'm going to keep growing and it's okay like I just need to be there keep doing what I do because I think when you want to uh, scale the income as well you feel like you need to work hard and harder so it can be a bit like oh but I've worked so much already and I need to work more to get higher and that's a bit daunting sometimes I mean that's what I feel yeah
0: no, totally. I remember when I hit my first 10 K month the next day, I was like, Oh my God, I have to do that again. Like (laughs) I was like up on this like mountaintop, like so excited. And then I like came crashing down and I was like, Oh my God, I have to do that again. And first of all, like there's no rule that says in entrepreneurship, you have to constantly be increasing your income. I mean, obviously that's what we want, but sometimes even just give yourself, giving yourself that permission. Okay. I get to like have my needs met and then some, and like, I don't have to like constantly be chasing bigger and bigger things. I'm wondering, Julie, if you have like one or two like fire money mindset tips for the listener who is, you know, maybe like a few steps behind you in business. They're wanting to get to their mm. first, you know, 4K, 5K month. Maybe they haven't made a sale yet. What would be like a fire money mindset tip for them that you've, you know,
1: implemented into your own business? Uh no, we work on it don't wait, do it from the start, like, don't wait until you, I mean, when you start, you can't realize, you you, you don't know, but it is so important, like, the money mindset, it just kind of makes you, or doesn't, like or breaks you, kind of, like, for me, so I guess if you are struggling, or just starting, and you're, like, especially if you're into this, like, I need to work hard to get money Place, just get someone to help you on this, because I wasted some precious time with that. And it just, it, it held me back for a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And even if it doesn't hold you back, it'll hold you back in other ways. Right. So like I had really great mm. initial success in my business, but then I got trapped in the, that I have to work harder pattern. So even if you're successful, you can get, st- you can still get trapped in patterns from that, like root back to like your childhood and your money mindset and your attachment system and all of these things that we have in our body and in our energy body. And I love that tip to like not wait and to start doing the the mindset and the energetic work right away. I totally believe in that obviously because of what I do. <laughs> but the yeah. other thing I wanted to mention that you mentioned was as you're scaling your income, we get this need or this this feeling like we have to work harder And the other thing to keep in mind with that is there's healthy pacing for a reason, right? So there are some entrepreneurs on the internet who like they make a million dollars their first year in business. Like it does happen. It can happen, but we don't have to put that pressure on ourselves to make that happen, right? Like you can be just as you know satisfied with the slow burn as you can with the like quantum leap and what hmm. i have found is when you feel comfortable in the slow burn and you're available for the quantum leap then the quantum leap happens but if you're chasing the quantum leap and that's like you're you're like desperate for it then you're going to feel that constant up and down cycle of like having to work super hard all the time Versus like getting really, really comfy and the slow burn and the slow, steady growth. And then you get those big jumps organically.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. And you know what? I think that's something as well when we start um, a business, that's something we always look at people that are like, 20, 30 steps ahead of us. And we're like, why I'm not there? But because you you can't be there because they're like 20 steps ahead of you. But for me, it got me really, like it hit me really hard in my first year. I was like, but why I'm not like this? She's making that much or she has that many followers. And to us today, I'm still working, as you say, and just like slow burn and like, you know, being happy where I am. It's really hard. Like it's also a big lesson for me. It's just... Be happy with where you are because what you've built so far is also what you've built so like get yourself some you know happiness around that and because i don't know what it is but when you start building a business there's always this like i'm gonna make money fast i don't know if it's like a tale in the business or like this overnight stories that kind of everywhere but when i first started i was really i felt guilty actually not making that much money that quickly And it got me for a long, long time. And it's only now, actually, since we started working together that I've kind of been like, okay, just relax, you know, back to this trust, like relax, everything happens for a reason. You're building your business, but you're building yourself as well. So, you know, just enjoy.
0: Totally. And like, I I crashed and burned. I, I, I don't know if you had like, as big of a crash and burn as I did. But last year, I crashed and burned. And that's how I got into spirituality and mindset. And the reason why I crashed and burned was because I was like hustling to get that money fast. I wanted to get it fast. I had experienced a little taste of getting it fast with hitting my first 10 K month that came really quickly for me, but I also hustled to get there. And so then I was like, Oh, I'll just hustle more to get to a hundred K to get to six mm. figures. Right. But then I crashed and burned because it's a much bigger scale. It's a lot more work. And then I had to learn. Okay. But to your point, I have to be okay with where I am right now. I have to feel safe and secure with where I am right now. I have to celebrate all of the amazing things that I've done up until this point because you don't realize how much you've done in your business. We, we're always like looking for that milestone, but we if you look back, you've done so much amazing things in your business, so many amazing <laughs> things in your business. And so when you're able to hold yourself in the now moment- and to not like constantly be thinking of the future and thinking about where you want to be day in and day out to the point where you're not even experiencing the present then you get stuck in that that like endless working cycle of feeling like you have to do more hmm. or you get stuck in the cycle of procrastination that can happen too the opposite where like you're so overwhelmed by all yeah. of these things that you want to do really quickly that you don't do anything at all so well, thank you, Julie. This has been amazing.
1: <laughs> it was last... really great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Any last words of wisdom for for the, the newer entrepreneur, the newer online coach that you want to share? And then tell us where we can find you and hire you if we want to work with you.
1: I guess I'd say be persistent, but have faith. Faith in the process and faith in yourself. Because we... I was very persistent, but I didn't believe in myself and my business. So it was a big lesson that I learned lately. <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram, but I will be in French. So <laughs> I don't know if that's going to help. I can maybe add the link in the description if anyone wants to learn a bit of french (laughs) (laughs) if
0: we have any french listeners of the soul expansion podcast go check her out we'll add the link do you have a website also i don't even know i'm your business coach and i don't know if you have a website
1: (laughs) (laughs) i i do but honestly don't use it much i use instagram (laughs) mainly so if you want to come and say hi even in english just do it i'll be happy to talk with you no worries (laughs)
0: I'm like, how bad does that make me sound that I don't even know you have a website? I'm glad you don't use it though. Cause that, otherwise I'd be like, oh my God, I need to like <laughs> pay attention more. But yeah, you, you mo- mostly use Instagram and any French listeners check her out. She's an intuitive eating coach and she really helps women to feel comfortable eating what they want with food and feel good in their body. And, you know, the beautiful thing with intuitive eating is if you're able to eat intuitively, just like if you're able to operate in your business intuitively, things just start working out. So you, you your health improves, your, your body improves. If you are wanting to lose weight as a result of intuitive eating, it will move in that direction over time. So thanks so much, Julie. Absolutely. I am so happy that you got to join us today and I'll
1: talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you and bye-bye. Bye.